Welcome to the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. This is the place where we help young entrepreneurs make, keep, and grow wealth that you can enjoy now and for years to come. I'm your host, Jack Gibson, a serial entrepreneur, founder of multiple seven and eight figure businesses and wealth building strategist. Each week, I'm going to share my tips, resources, and secrets to help you create a plan and build the life you've dreamed of. So you guys don't know this, but the rules have changed in your favor. What do I mean? Well, the everyday Joe and the everyday Karen. Oh, shit. I said Karen, didn't I? Uh, Let's go Susan. Can now invest in deals before they go public. They're called pre-IPOs. Initial, that stands for initial public offering. And these guys, you can get in for like a thousand bucks on these deals. You don't need a ton of money. Let me explain how this works. And you guys, um, this is a real chance for you to move the needle on your net worth in a fast way. This is this is not for somebody that has, you know, just a few thousand bucks to invest. Like I wouldn't do these. I think this is a great opportunity for you to take a small allocation of your total investable dollars and um, maybe potentially put it into hyperdrive, set the stage for you here. So have you ever had a really good uh, surf and turf, you know, like the ribeye cooked medium rare to 600 degrees, like at Roos Chris. Oh my God. That's just like so good. Then you get the King crab legs already cut, you know, not like the snow crab where you have the little ones that you have to dig through for an hour just to get a little bit of meat out. You got the melted butter to dip them. I was going to do it. That's what she said on that last part, but I just stopped. I can't imagine too many things better in life. I mean, there's like a couple things for sure that are better, but that's right at the top of the list. And so what happens is, you know, the regular Joes and Susans, not the Karens. Karens don't probably invest too much, right? Main Street stock investors typically get the chard and the fatty leftover pieces of the steak. And then they dig through the remnants of the hard-to-reach leftover crab. You know, like the kind where you just get so full and you don't want to work that much harder to crack like that little extra piece of shell to get the, like the rest of the crab out. But if you were super hungry, you'd probably put the effort in, but you, know, you don't care. So you just got this leftover remnants. That's the table scraps that are, are fed to us, the regular everyday investors. The people that get in before the company goes public, the venture capitalists get and capture the big part of the pie. Why is that? Well, as soon as the company is listed on exchange, usually the price goes up big multiple over what the private investors had bought in for. And so they instantly overnight, they they capture quite a bit of, of equity you know, value increase. And so what happened was back in 2012, what changed the game was the Jobs Act. And then it took a few years from there until 2015. This is when the first law of what's called Regulation A plus went into effect. Now, I'm not going to like, I'm going to keep this simple, okay? This is essentially what this means. This is the first time that regular investors, not just wealthy, high-earning, accredited investors, were able to invest in the companies that were reserved for wealthy venture capitalists. Now, what's an accredited investor? Pretty simple. You got to have over a million net worth or you're making 250K or more individually or jointly you're making over 350K. You know, the rules of the game have changed in the favor of the everyday investor and, it, and it's time that we really embrace it. But most people don't know about this stuff. 
So I'm here to disrupt the industry and give you guys the good. So you guys really want to pay attention today. So think about this. If you'd have been on the inside and there's a bunch of pre-IPO opportunities where you would have made some like seriously life-changing gains, like two, you're talking a hundred thousand, 200,000 percent increase on some of these companies that if you would have been on the inside instead of on the outside looking in, that you would have really made some, some serious movement in your net worth. So these type of investments, however, take a different type of mental and emotional approach. So I'm just going to kind of set the stage for you. When you put your money in, it's not like a normal stock market investment where you see price action, you know, where the stock price goes up or down immediately. You could buy in and your money is like sitting in there and it could take many, many months or even a couple of years even before anything happens. So typically nothing will happen until the regulation A plus offering where they're raising the money that they're going to then use to, you know, like grow their business till that sells out. And then even from there, it could take quite a bit of time before it goes public on an exchange. So I would also recommend you not place a large bet on one pre-IPO company. You want to approach this like a venture capitalist, what's made, what's called position size bets on multiple pre-IPO offerings. Okay. So this is real easy. Okay. Don't, don't get overwhelmed here. Stay with me. A position size bet is where you take the total amount of money you're willing to invest into this type of asset and you spread it evenly across each one. So for example, if you have $10,000 and you have five well-researched choices, then you take $2,000 and you put it into each one. So instead of taking $10,000 and going all in on one of the five or $6,000 and going in on, on one and, and a thousand on the other four, you're just going to spread 2000 out over all five. Cause that's because you really have no idea which one's going to hit. And it's possible only one out of the five will actually be a score. Now, if one of them goes up 10 X, but four out of five go to absolute zero, the one that 10 X more than made up for the other four that you lost out on, you made, you doubled your money. Because the one that went up 10x, that's 10 times $2,000 is 20,000. And you had 10,000 in the games. You doubled your money from 10 to 20K. So if you had placed, say, 6K into one of them, and then the rest went to zero, then essentially all you do is break even. You would have just gotten your money back. Okay. Because the one that did go up 10x, you made, you had 1,000 in on it. So it went up to 10,000. The other four went to zero. So you just completely got your money back, which is totally boring. And that's not the way, reason why we're investing and taking on risk. So how, what makes a good private placement pre-IPO? What makes, a, what makes a good one? I'm going to talk to you guys about an example, give you an example of one. I think this one might have sold out. But you guys, this is one I put a, quite a bit into. Now, I did exactly what I'm telling you not to do. I put more than my position size bet. But I was like, thought this one was so incredible and I felt so strong about it. I was willing to take that chance, but normally it's just a flat amount of money that I put into these types of deals. Okay. So just letting you know that do what I say, don't do what I do. <laughs> and I can also, I can take on a lot more risk than you guys do because I have multiple businesses. I have 12 streams of income. I have... Um, I have quite a bit of cash flow coming in. So if this one doesn't work out, like it doesn't matter. I, my life isn't going to change at all. Okay. So this one is, um, it's called robot cash. So what makes a really good pre IPO? Three things. Number one, 
poised to disrupt a massive industry. So think about Uber, completely disrupted the entire taxi industry. Airbnb disrupted the entire hospitality industry. Facebook completely reinvented social media. So that's one thing, poised to disrupt a massive industry. Number two, it's still in its early stages. So in this case, this company's only worth, uh, their sales are only like 30 million. So, or it's worth 30 million, I should say. This means the private company's value when it's in its early stages is less than a billion. We are in the infancy with this company. And then the third thing is that it has an IPO on the horizon. So this is the real secret to making the life-changing gains. You've got to be able to find a way to get into the deal before it goes public. And then it, its valuation explodes. Video gaming is a $162 billion market and it's set to grow 13% annually over the next six years. It's bigger than the film industry globally, music industry, and the publishing industry. And it serves over 2.7 billion people worldwide. And I can testify to the fact that my 11 and 13-year-olds spend most of their money in this industry. I mean, the amount of consoles and new gaming systems and the games, I mean, they're they're all their disposable income, which is very little. <laughs> it's not like they're high earners, right? But um, the money that they do get a hold of, bam, you know, it's just a fight to get them to not spend all their money on video games and items within Fortnite. My Lord, did they want to like drain their bank accounts, just getting suckered into all those little tricks and things that they have on that Fortnite game. So I actually ran this investment by them too, to see what they thought. (laughs) That's how you know when you got an incredible deal, you run it by an 11 and 13 year old, boom. Surefire, if they like it, oh man, this is a no-brainer, right? Okay, I'm kidding. Okay, so how does this one work? How it's going to disrupt the video game industry? The normal video game industry is such that where, like say GameStop, kind of an outdated business model. So the fact that people are you know, buying so many of their shares and all of that deal, that is incredible because this GameStop's Definitely, it won't even be here five years from now. I mean, almost guaranteed. So at some point along the line, people are going to lose a lot of money that they put into chasing that stock, but that's a wholly different podcast. With traditional you know, video games, like my kids, you know, they go to GameStop, they purchase a game. When they're done with it, you know, they could take it back in, you know, the actual disc, and they could trade it in and, you know, they're going to get pennies on the dollar. They're not going to get much of their money back. And then they got to actually, somebody's got to drive them to physically to GameStop to not only purchase the game, but then to take it back. So it's kind of a little bit of a pain. You know, it's like going to the movie store, going to Blockbuster. And that's why Blockbuster is now out of business because there's faster, cheaper and, 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 and better, more efficient to be able to digitally download games. Well, my kids are starting to digitally download games, but here's the deal. If they're, when they get bored with that game, they're done with that game. Inevitably it happens. They, can't do anything to get any of their money back. What Robot Cash is doing, this is genius, you guys, is that say my kid, they buy a, a new game for 60 bucks, they're gonna be able to sell it back on this platform and get $15 of their money back. And so the next person who buys it, it's essentially new to them because they're buying you know, they're not buying a used game per se. It's just a digital copy, right? When they in turn get bored, then they can then, you know, 
sell it back and on and on it goes. That one game, that digital copy could be sold 10 times, 20 times. All of that, this is, the, this is where it gets good. Think about this. All of that revenue of that game being sold over and over and over again for the 60 bucks minus the $15 buyback, okay, the trade-in price, all of that money is getting paid back to the developers of the games. So now they're making more money, the developers, the ones coming up with these games. So they're going to be incentivized to create their games on robot cash because they can get paid on it on the sale of the same copy over and over and over. In the current model, they cannot. They only get paid one time. So now developers are going to be incentivized. The gamers are incentivized because they can get their, they can download really cool new games quickly and efficiently and then sell them back and get some of their money back. And then on top of that, you know, you've got the robot cash, which is going to be making a spread on the sale of every game as well. Now, here's where it gets even better. They're adding in crypto mining onto this platform. So essentially, the gamers are going to be able to leave their computer on. And through this platform, it's going to be mining for credits towards free games. So if they leave their computer on and it's mining cryptocurrency, then that the, essentially RoboCash is getting that crypto that's being mined by these thousands and thousands of gamers leaving their computers on that are doing this mining. So then the RoboCash is making even more money and the gamers are getting their games for free. And so everybody's winning on this platform. This is why I took a big chunk because this completely, I understand it. I see this in play and I can get in right now on RoboCash for 30 cents per share. They're projecting, the company that I get all this research from, Palm Beach Venture, at the top range of their what they call their blue sky scenario, we could see gains as massive as 266,000% if Robot Cash just secures 5% of the global gaming market share. That's enough to turn a $1,000 stake into a massive $533,000 windfall. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. No, I'm sorry. No, no. On the top end, that's on the, that's on the lower end of their projections. On the top end, it could be as much as $2,666,000 that you take the $1,000 if RoboCash were to capture 5% of the total global video game sales market. Now, that's the blue sky scenario, but even on the lower end, it's, uh, it's looking pretty good. So if you like this idea, again, I think that this one sold out, but you can go check it out for yourself. I think there's a waiting list, actually. You visit the website, it's invest.robotcash.com, invest.robotcash.com. And you can um, potentially get on the waiting list because they may be opening up another round of funding. Now, I'm giving you guys my favorite pick here for completely for free because I, uh, I just want to give incredible value on my platform. I paid thousands and thousands of dollars for this research for Palm Beach Venture. 
but I'm giving this away to you guys for free because what? I'm awesome and I love you. But here's the deal. If you want more picks, then here's what you got to do. You can earn them. What do I want from you? <laughs> I just want some engagement on my uh, on my shit, okay? Go to my freaking Instagram page and comment, not just like, but comment on all my reels that come out for like the next two weeks, three weeks. Come on, just give me some love. Comment on them. I need to hack this algorithm. I, they're fun too. They're good, all right? I mean, they're pretty... A lot of my stuff sarcastic. I'm sure that you are surprised to hear that, but like my shit, okay? And then comment on it. And then just give me some engagement. If you haven't given me a five-star review yet on Apple Podcast, then go give me a five-star review and write up a little review, like, you know, an actual review that says how incredible that this podcast is, how much value that you get out of it, okay? So you guys do that, and then you um, just send me a DM on Instagram. Okay, so I guess you got to follow me first to do that. But send me a DM, and then ask me some questions, too. Give me some questions, you know, interaction, so I can kind of know what you guys want to know more about. I want to serve the audience as best I can. So ask some questions on my story. I got a little button there in my Instagram story that you can, boom, you can just ask, pop a question in right there. And then if you're not, if you are on LinkedIn, I mean, I'm not asking you to go set up a LinkedIn account, but if you're on LinkedIn, follow me on LinkedIn, Indestructible Wealth, and comment on my my post. I'm getting complete, total crickets. Like so far, the only one is like, like my post. I put out four posts is my uh, LinkedIn coach who she's fucking paid to do it. it's, It's awful. Oh my God. It's so awful to get complete crickets. Like, I'm like, oh, this, I, thought my, I thought my stuff's good, too. I'm like, man, this is a great post. Crickets, nothing. God, not even, nobody can even hit the like button. It's not that bad. All right. So, yeah, just give me some engagement. And then once you've given me some engagement and you want them, I'll send you over the list. I don't expect like that many people. None of you are probably going to even do this because you're probably either don't care that much or... It's just too much effort. But if you do want them, I'll send them to you for free. Just give me something in return. Give me a little, give me a little love. All right. Hope this helps. Again, I'm not telling you, I'm not giving you financial advice to like go get it robot robot cash because I don't know. I mean, these are these are these are pre-IPOs. These are definitely riskier. I can promise you that your money and you're also your money could be locked up and not liquid for I don't know how long. I have no idea. But this could give you a chance. To, uh, to really get some outsized gains if you're interested. Just be real responsible. This is definitely a lot more speculative type investment. So it's not something that you want to bank and put a lot of money into in relation to your total investable dollars. But it could be for you in your situation, it could be worth you know looking into and then and you know, popping some money in and then just forget about it. My mom told me, Jack, a watch pot never boils. Like, don't stare at the, the water. It just, it takes forever for it to boil, right? That's good advice. So these, they'll never go, I, they'll never IPO if you keep looking and thinking about it. When you put your money into these, you just kind of almost got to like forget about that you did it because otherwise, you know, you're just going to, you're going to be anxious and it's just not worth being anxious. Any investment, if you're anxious with it, it wasn't worth doing. It wasn't worth doing. It wasn't, it wasn't worth trading 
any sort of um, anxiety for the future result. Okay. Give me some love. See you guys soon. Go watch my reels. Have a great day. That's a wrap for this episode on the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. If you'd like to dive deeper into your own wealth building strategy, check us out at myindestructiblewealth.com and follow along on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and yes, even TikTok. Send me your questions and your financial challenges, and I promise I'll respond. Also, I'll think you're really awesome if you'll share and leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. Until next time, remember our mission here is to help you make, keep, and grow wealth you can enjoy now and for years to come.